Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventurize, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Archer. Archer is an American adult animated sitcom created by Adam Reed. Archer is a spy parody starring H. John Benjamin and also featuring Judy Greer, Chris Parnell, and Jessica Walters. Taking cues from James Bond and the Man from Uncle, Archer is full of gadgets in a time setting that's hard to pinpoint, and is both modern and retro in feel. Archer is an excellent show for those who want their spy adventures with their tongue parted firmly within their cheeks. This episode was recorded shortly after the passing of Jessica Walters who played Mallory Archer. She turned playing a twisted matriarch into an art form, and Archer is a prime example of that. Her excellent comedic timing in various rich bitch roles is something that the entertainment industry would miss and have a hard time replacing. She is an essential part of the Archer equation, and so when we discuss the tone and feel of Archer, she's a big part of everything we discuss in this episode. Opinion on. Okay, um, so hi Rod, I think you've... Oh, I didn't even wait for you to say hi. So let's do that again, shall we? Um, hi Rod. Hi. Cool, now that we've uh, done the intro correct. Um, right, so Archer, uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I think you've got a lot to say on it. So I'll, I'll pass over to you for the minute and uh, then we'll figure out... Uh, I'll interject where I disagree, but I don't think I'm going to be... If anything, I'm not going to be disagreeing, I'm just going to be going oh you forgot how good this bit is but uh yeah i'll i'll let you take the lead on uh tell me how good is archer i think it's one of my top three uh if not top two television programs it's, it's, I, can i ask what the other two would be um no <laughs> the league and monkey dust okay interesting choices um i do like mando mandalorian but it's uh it's not in this category. It's not sort of comedies and whatnot. So yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of the best comedies that I've watched in a long time. Um, the yeah, fact I... that it's still going. Sorry. Go no, on. I was I was just going. Yeah, I wasn't actually saying anything. The fact that it's still going strong. Um, into what is it? Eleventh, twelfth season now. Eleventh. Um, uh, yeah, it just goes to show uh, that it's it's got a good following. I mean, it's. It's not had its ups and downs like Community did, um, although what didn't kill Community certainly made it stronger to an effect. Um, but yeah, it's it's great for a number of different reasons. It's it's cerebral. It requires your attention. It's the sort of comedy that I enjoy, where you you have to listen and and you have to remember for the callbacks and all of the smash cuts and things like that. It's it's. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, you'll miss it comedy. Um, I, I do enjoy it. And it's the little things they say as well. It's the little nuanced things that if you are not paying attention, you'll miss it. And it's, But it's those quips that sort of will, will get you every time. And I, I enjoy that sort of uh, that humour. Um, it doesn't rely on foo and, foo and fart jokes. Not fart, no. Foo and part jokes, I was about to say. Foo um, and fart jokes like, say, Family Guy or something like that. It's... Um, so, uh... It is fair to say that if you enjoy that kind of thing, there's there are some of that. There is some of that for you if you if that's what you like. 
yeah, there is there is some crew to it, but it's it's not the full sort of package, in my opinion, at least. Um, I would say it's it's on a par with Futurama, um, but it, the characters are people you love to hate, as opposed to just underdogs. Yeah, similar to to that, and also like you said, that it builds on itself. Um, I find it's very similar to Arrested Development, which uh, prior to recording this, you reminded me, uh, also features Jessica Walters, who um, sadly uh, died recently. Um, But there's also Judy Greer, who's also in both. Um, Jeffrey Tambor also uh, shows up in Archer. But yeah, part of the reason I enjoy it so much is it's like Arrested Development in it rewards repeat watches and careful viewings. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it's just one of those comedic, sort of uh, enjoyable, certainly tongue-in-cheek, maybe even a little sarcastic adventures that you could take from it, um, maybe as a one-off as opposed to sort of a full-length, as you put it, a hardcover uh, adventure, um, more of a one-page idea, but it's it's sort of a palate cleanser. It's not something that you would play long term, um, in my opinion. But because uh, everyone has a laugh when they're doing a fifth edition, say Dungeons and Dragons uh, or Pathfinder adventure. But this would be constant uh, comedy ratcheted up to eleven almost. Um, so yeah, I, I would see this as more of a more of a one shot adventure that you could pull from it. I just have a laugh with it and, and just really have a good time. So this would be our Mirthmobile. Okay. So, Piers, you've got um, some clear ideas. I've got some ideas too. Um, so we'll just move on, I think, to our next section. Mechanize. So you said that you think it was more suited to one-shots. Is there anything uh, other than the comedic nature that kind of leads you in that way, or is it one-shots have better comedic timing is it is it comedy that drives your decision there comedy that drives my decision you're right yeah um basically a one shot is maybe it doesn't have to be one shot it could be you know over the span of two or three sessions but it it wouldn't be something long term like months or years simply because the, the the timing it would it would have less comedy beats as things are stretched out more Whereas if you condense an adventure into one or two or three sessions, you're going to be able to pack more in. Otherwise, it just becomes an adventure like any other. Whereas this, you're going to get barely laughs. And um, it, it, obviously, that takes time in and of itself as well to keep things at a shorter, brisker clip um, to keep the laughs uh, condensed, no, concentrated. It'll remind you that you're playing a comedy game then and, and having fun with it as opposed to... Uh, just throwing in the odd little laugh and reference during a 12-month period. Yeah, it's hard to keep up the intensity of the comedy if you're, especially because most people, ourselves included, are not professional comedians. Keeping a level of comedy that high and intense that you find in something, getting that archer feel where it's quite dense, the, the comedy is coming at you quite, you know, it's coming at you fast and heavy. I think for amateurs, it's. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to sound um, kind of 
um, dismissive or pessimistic, but I think it's almost impossible for amateurs to keep the level of comedy that high for 12 months. Scripted as well. At least, you know, if you were actually, if you had it verbatim, word for word on a script written like an Archer episode for a full series, then yes, but where's the fun in the, the, the lack of ad lib there, you know? So yeah, to, to, to keep things, um, constantly sort of having a laugh, concentrating on, on having a laugh, trying to find the jokes in it. It doesn't become a job anymore. You're just having a bit of a silly muck about over a pizza and maybe a beer. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, we've done a few of these, so I think you know the first thought I have. And my first thought is always, where where do I put the players in this? Who do I, where do I put them? Who do I cut out to put them in place of? Um, and because Archer's so tied to the characters, I struggle a bit with replacing them completely. It's there, There's definitely um, a lot of weight to the characters. Um, a lot of the comedy comes from the characters. Um, so how would you deal with uh, basically putting a bunch of uh, players into the Archer world? Would you have them play... Uh, play the spies themselves, you know, Archer, Lana, etc., and the non-spies like Cheryl, I guess. First question was asking, what of Archers would I take away? Would I be immediately using a um, an adventure or a plot line from the show, uh, or would I just be taking the show's um, setting? And it's it's feel, it's atmosphere, and using those uh, to base my adventure or one shot within. Um, and either is perfectly plausible. Um, but if everyone at the table is already aware of who these characters are because they're already playing them like that, uh, or they're aware of who they are in the first place, um, having an adventure pretty much as a plotline of the Archer series is going to lend, it's going to lead to sort of metagaming or basically no enjoyment because you already know at the end of Titanic it's going to sink. So there'll be spoilers ahead. So I personally would try and make my own plot, keeping the setting and the theme of Archer. Um, so then there's two ways of going about that. You could have your own characters. If people are not familiar with Archer, rather than spending a good hour or so trying to explain the nuances of each character and how they should behave and forcing that upon people, you could then simply say, right, well, you're going to be a, a super spy. However, you know, you're a blazing alcoholic or you have some obvious and terrible flaw. You know, maybe you're, a, you're an addict of some sort, even the best butler in the world. <laughs> had ants on him every now and again. Everyone in that show, somewhere along its lines, has a flaw. Um, yeah. Some of them are so flawed that it's hard to find their good points. <laughs> um, so if you were to get people to play, uh, like, so you were to have a character sheet made up for Archer, for Lana, etc., do you think that there would need to be a certain level of tact in handing them out, or... Would you let people choose? But then obviously there's the the issue of people who are not familiar with it, might not know who to choose. Do you think that 
for example, giving someone the Krieger sheet could knock someone's confidence or something, going like, oh, you think I'm Krieger? Do you think that's something you need to think about? If if you were handing them out, then yeah, obviously, um, or, or rather naturally, you would be considering people's own personalities and who may be best fit. I mean, nobody is 100% Archer or 100% Cyril, but some people could resemble them or the majority of a, of a personality trait that they would better suit that character. So you could hand them out. Um, and if you've given it forethought, then someone who maybe uh, identifies, shall we say, as a Krieger, may not see it as offensive in the first place. If you're worried about causing offence, then or they're not familiar with these people, and then you lump it on them and say, by the way, this is a, a clone of, a, of Hitler himself um, with a penchant for hentai and, and other deviances, such as Piggly, it's better than just to maybe... Oh, Piggly. Oh, Piggly. It's better just to maybe either A, not include that character, or... B, put the, the sheets in the centre and they randomly choose them. You turn them all over and people grab what they are and what they are is what they are. Uh, and that's how the, the dice fall. You know, that way then no one's to, to blame. They, they, they took it at random and, and that is how it is. Okay, I know I said that it, it could be a potentially dangerous game to play, but uh, let's play the... Let's, let's roll the dice. Um, okay, so I think i know who i would give you from archer if we were to assign characters okay do you have do you have someone in mind that you think um do you have someone that you would hand me the character sheet for as well if we oh yeah if, if i wasn't randomly assigning and i had to think about who to give you then i'd have a pretty good idea yeah okay do you want to i know i suggested it but do you want to go first Who who am i and and who am I and why is it Cyril? And it better not be Cyril. Okay. <laughs> um, you would be Ray. You're, you're, you're silly and lovably tragic when you're drunk. Um, Ray can also be quite scathing and, and quite cutting and, and pithy. Um, what Ray lacks, though, is that annoying streak of sarcasm where you, you will constantly jibe at someone with your, your uh, as we have come to know it within our social group, your, your squid ink sarcasm, where you will say something and then use it as a cover to, to swim away to safety. Ray lacks that. I think he's got his moments, um, particularly the episode where you meet his brother. Um, I, think, I think I'd be very much like Ray in that episode, I think. Yeah, as in that that definitely would allow my sarcasm sarcasm squid tendencies to uh to fly because obviously he uh his brother is uh, a drug dealer for anyone who's listening who doesn't know um and he's very sincere in thinking ray has gone on to be all highfalutin and lost his uh his roots and Ray is pretty, pretty dismissive of the fact that his brother is a is a uh, drug dealer. I, I think there's a lot in that episode, and and some others. I think he's more sarcastic than perhaps you're thinking. He's just not as sarcastic as me. 
I'm always rethinking things and treading new ground and going, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Tragic when drunk. You've, you've very rarely been to that state. It's usually Christmas time, but God, I love Christmas time with you. Okay, so that's that's pretty comprehensive. Um, like I said, I I I mainly I, I think it's it's uh, you put a lot of thought into it, and I don't necessarily disagree. But my main takeaway is, thank God it wasn't Cyril, because um, I I honestly I think Cyril is the least redeemable of the characters. He has. Oh, I don't know. As in, maybe I'm I'm being too harsh. And I do think I do love Chris Parnell, and obviously I love uh, the character he he gives to Cyril. But I think Cyril is a bit, yeah. I don't know. I, Cyril is my least favorite character, um, and that includes people like Barry. Um, least favorite character to play or overall? I think I think overall, um, he's just not. He doesn't have the same redeeming qualities, and he's not. And there, there's obviously, um, particularly, you could say that um, Carol, Cheryl, whatever name she's going by at the minute, she's less redeemable, but she's hilarious. Whereas Cyril is not as balls to the wall, constantly hilarious to make up for the fact that he's he's a pretty spineless, weaselly man, really. Yeah, he, he, that's 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 a chicken and an egg conversation for another time. Is Chris Parnell a Jerry, or is Jerry Chris Parnell? Oh, that is that's a, that's another. That is, I'm I'm, I'm going to close that box and we'll we'll open it another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've chosen Ray for me. Um, I did say beforehand that I definitely didn't want to be Cyril. Is there any comments you would like to make before I reveal my choice? As to who I think it would be. Uh, yes. Or perhaps even who you think yourself would be. I don't, I don't. However you... Any comment you want to make, really. Um, I would imagine you would choose... Um, you'd probably choose Krieger or Cheryl. Okay. Not that I sniff glue, but I am unpredictable in that sense, I think. Yeah, you do yell at people in that they're not your supervisor. Oh, if I can, yeah. Um, but no, I'd actually give you Pam, uh, mainly because uh, she's. You said that there's not as much uh, kind of toilet crude humor as Family Guy. She probably is responsible for the majority of the cruder jokes, which I think uh, in our D and D group. Although some people come out with some real zingers, I think the general level of crudeness you're the highest. I'm not saying I'm not saying that other people can't out crude you when they try, but your kind of baseline level is higher. However, Pam is kind of the heart of the show. She's the one who's the most human, um, and she generally tries to do she generally tries to do the right thing. I say that with a little caveat in that. It's what she believes is the right thing, and sometimes her trains of thought don't really go to the same stations that a normal person's would. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I would say is that you you are the uh, kind of crude, uh, the crudest, but perhaps the um, yeah, basically you're 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 a crude crude dude, but with 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 a heart of gold. I Okay, yeah, I, I would probably say I've got the shortest temper. I'm, I'm quickest to take off my top, 
<clears throat> bearing my uh, biblical tattoo, <laughs> throwing fists. Yeah, you did also as well when you said I was Ray. You forgot to mention that I am a cyborg, which uh, makes me very similar to him. Apologies. Yes, you you certainly are from the waist up. But yeah, so um, we spent an awful lot of time talking about which character we'd be, which is fine. Um, but so you said that you wouldn't take um, plots directly. Are there any plots that you think, you know, just off the top of your head, you could make a good adventure out of maybe not trying to translate Archer exactly, but, you know, just things you can take? Little snippets from here and there to, to add in, you mean, to, to a little sort of seasoning, like, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, a little plot callback from Hugh and a little sort of wink and a nod and an homage there. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, there are several. Yeah, usually it's the longer double, triple, quadruple sort of part episodes. Um, for example, uh, when they are sent to cause a coup in Bolivia, I believe, or a fictitious part of Bolivia, uh, with Mr. Calderon. Ah, yes, played by Fred Armisen, who's also incomparable. Excellent. Yeah, I know. I know this is probably something that we should have put at the front with our opinions, but like the voice, the voice cast include both the regular voice cast and the guests is always important. no no doubt about it um so yeah there's there's that for um calderon i suppose there could be the whole plot arc over season five archer vice trying to sell uh cocaine um other ones stand out to me my my personal one is um I probably should have looked it up, but it's from season... Is it season one? The one with the airship. <laughs> Excuse me. I know it. I know the one with the airship. Yes, yes, yes. Because um... you've got a nice little closed loop. You've got the airship. There's a bomb on the airship. Uh, you can, you know, you have to find the bomb and disarm it, you know, and that also has the element of finding who the bomber is because that's how you're going to find where the bomb is unless you literally you know search every inch of the every inch of the ship um and then you have you can add things in like i i really do like the the german guy uh who's got the eye patch and he's all really uh clearly in if you're going by clichés is super suspicious but it turns mm. out turns out that he lost his eye helping orphans and and basically everything about him that is suspicious he actually got in a really kind of he got in an event that shows him to be a really brave and wholesome character um you could bring in parts of that maybe spread it around rather than just having one major suspicious guy but have a lot of people who have levels of suspicion but it's actually the the opposite so you can you can you can get a bit more mileage out of the joke um, but yeah, the the airship episode is one that when I'm thinking about an adventure, I keep coming back to. That would be uh, Skytanic that you're referring to. Okay, excellent. That's uh, that's something um, to Google afterwards. 
Yeah, and then it, it, it does lend itself well to the whole repetitive comedy where Archer is always, um, uh, what was it called? Calling back to the fact that it would be, uh, hence it being called Skytanic, where it would he constantly expected it to explode like the uh, Hindenburg. Yeah, but constantly and ignoring the fact that he was being reminded that it wasn't hydrogen, it was helium, uh, an inert and safe um, uh, gas. So, but he nevertheless went for it. Um, yeah, and but, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, but yeah, the the general thing is that there's so many plots that you can, and a lot of them are quite simple, um, or um, so they're not very. Because despite it being a, a spy show, there are quite a few quite a few episodes that are not very action packed. Um, I'm thinking primarily the one that's coming to mind is the um, one where they're guiding, uh, guiding, guarding uh, the oil pipeline, and a large amount of that episode is just them. Uh, it's just Lana and Archer arguing at an, at, at the actual pipeline. Um, so. I do agree with what you said. Um, I think you said it earlier. Um, the 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 kind of theme and feel is something easier. Well, maybe not easier. That's the wrong word. But if you're trying to get, if you're trying to make your table uh, feel like an episode of Archer, it is feel and tone and humor you're taking rather than plot point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's always certain things that you could throw in. Um, and there's there's always reasons or excuses that you could take from the episodes to excuse why a character is not there. For example, if no one is the Krieger, you could say that he is currently working with Pigley or on his honeymoon or at Fort Kickass, where he recognizes no one's authority. Yeah, it, it, there are. I do think to a certain extent that um, people who are familiar with the show would get a bigger kick out of it, but it is so funny that i think people who see it who don't know will enjoy it however if they ever then watch archer they'll feel a little cheated is the wrong word but they'll if you if you do a really good archer adventure the people who you play with are going to think you're hilarious but when they find out how much of that is just channeling the show they i think they're going to be like you're a hack despite how hard it is to kind of channel a show correctly. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's so good that it, it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you, as long as you can get that little piece of leverage. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's um, it's easy to take little things to to put in as little references. Again, that that plays all into the, the callback humour of, of Archer and how it's set and framed in the first place. Um, so to do that would be... So yeah, having a mixture is, is probably a, a better way to do it. But again, I still feel that not to, to plagiarise an entire um, plot, but to take maybe a plot hook. Um, for example, the, um, the airship Titanic. Maybe they they well, I suppose that all depends on the players at the end of the day. Maybe they react differently. Um, but they don't get to the bomb one. It doesn't go or it does go off in time, or there's a dud, or there's another um that was only part one of it, and there's a, there's another uh thing to resolve after that. 
possibly. I mean, there was only the bomb, and then there was obviously who planted the bomb. So you could continue on from there. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I would say try and get as much... Do your research, try and think of how the show is put together, the tone of it, sort of the the recurring jokes. Uh, read a book or... If you, do you want ants? Because that's how you're going to get ants. Um, and things along those lines. Classic is, which I think is easy to, ins- to insert into any game, is phrasing. Phrasing. Oh, yes. And it will come up. If someone crosses that line or there's some double entendre, either deliberately or uh, inadvertently dropped, phrasing would be, would be straight in there without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think it's very very unlikely you'll get through a whole game session without someone crossing that line of course it's it's inevitable that crude humor is going to come up because um it's part of it's part of archer and and the way the show works particularly from the main character the titular character himself for example naming um escorts as um are they called escorts if they're alive and then prostitutes when they're dead it's hookers, but as hookers. in hook, as in as in escorts when they're alive, hookers when they're dead. Cyril, because it's uh, he, he's teaching Cyril how to be a super spy, and it appears to involve drinking and womanizing a lot more than it does. Uh, well, real spy stuff. Good episode. Um, there's the constant insults that he would throw as well. That I mean, there, there are it may be in his naivety or his his innocence. There are instances where he would maybe use words that we wouldn't in in today's society, particularly concerning, say, uh, Lana's heritage. Uh, yes, there are like a lot of things. It because it's ran for uh, run for so long. Uh, it crosses over several. Uh, there's like several cultural kind of generations it spans because obviously um you know not only uh kind of views on certain things being changing around it uh the spy agency he works for in the first four series is called isis which obviously suddenly became not so great a name circa was it 2012 2013 um so yeah it's but it's made the changes to keep itself relevant, I think. I think when something has fallen out of favour, they haven't held on to it and dragged it into the ground. They've just found new creative ground to, to break. Yes, they, they moved away from... And ISIS wasn't a sort of a nod to the... It came before um, the, the, the people and the, 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 the group in... Um, in Syria, it, it was the International Secret Intelligence Service. It was actually a um, an acronym, but then they moved then to become the Figus Agency, where they would became um, private detectives. Or, or, or yeah, yeah, that's that's right. They are private detectives, aren't they? Yeah, and they've to be fair, they've worked. They've been drug dealers. They've worked for the CIA. Um, if you follow the whole uh, Dreamland series, he's been. A 1940s private eye, a pilot on a you know adventure island, and a and a space spaceship captain. So uh, yeah, it it's a lot. That that's probably 
going to sound very confusing to anyone who hasn't seen the show or knows anything about the show that that they could have crossed so many kind of um, areas. But I think it's, as I said, there's a lot of the show and um, it's always really good. So, uh, yeah, there's always something that you can try and remove or change or quickly message and then move away from for a laugh. Um, Or maybe not. It depends on your setting and the people that you're playing with. Obviously, you have to try and gauge that. Um, Read the room. Uh, If you play in public at your friendly local game store, the last thing you want to be doing is talking about food rapists. You don't yes. want to offend anyone because while you're in the game and part of the game, you've effectively consented to that or you've discussed what parts that you want to be talking about. Um, someone overhearing you, however, has not accepted or uh, consented to that. So you have to be wary of, of people around. And so you yeah. have to read a bigger room, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that, that's also another thing to make kind of clear. When we said it's not like Family Guy, Archer is still very much for adults. Um, it's just for adults in a in a smarter way than Family Guy is. So, yes, if you are in public, you are going to have to do a certain level of censoring's the wrong word, but like self-editing. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with mentioning Lana's big hands. Yeah, Truckosaurus, but then mentioning that abergine would be and i'm going to use the term i do apologize uh mulatto that's not on that's no that's not okay and even they (laughs) even they call archer out on it in the show but he changes it for something equally as as horrible and outdated yes it's a bit um it's a little bit similar um to uh community with um pierce yes Uh, and some of the the jokes surrounding him and his choice of language. I can't I can't actually remember off the top of me. I know there's one where he I can't remember what he says, but someone gets really offended and and they tell him no, it's fine because we we've allowed he's trading. He can say that one so that he no longer says something yeah. else anymore. Um, but yeah, it there are. But like you said, with the um, the Lana's large hands and uh the that's how you get ants there's so many jokes that you can kind of you can tailor it to where you want to be you don't have to go uh you can go low you can go high that there's just an awful lot yeah and if 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 you do insist on on going the full archer um experience then obviously consider where you are and uh keep it maybe to the home game where you are free to say whatever and however you want <clears throat> yeah. or if you know for a fact it's yeah if you are in p- public if you know it's a uh i, I don't really know what to how to to say this Ooh, exactly. i would say it's just taboo yeah I would, yeah i guess but yeah basically you do need to be careful of reading the room uh because the humor is 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 on the nose they do push the edges but it's not I, I just want to reiterate again, it's not Family Guy. If you were trying to imitate Family Guy, there would be, and you stripped out everything that was offensive, basically the show would be the theme song, and that's it, pretty much. Family Guy, that is, not Archer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, uh, try and keep as much of Archer in there, but um, plot-wise, you know, um, 
me personally, I would think trying to have as much of a, <clears throat> excuse me, as much of a uh, pre-form homebrew, uh, home-penned, you know, self-written, however you want to look at it, um, one of your own, a uh, story of your own. That would be the best way of doing it, in my opinion. Um, there are plenty of places and things that you could possibly think of to uh, uh, to take inspiration from such as the the um the skyship excelsior there's always um what other nonsensical ones are there there's the escort mission on the train to canada where archer is constantly making fun of their gun control or where they to protect cheryl they lock her in a vault though uh that also um, I know it's one of your favourites. Uh, that episode with the train to Canada um, introduces <laughs> uh, a character who I know you're particularly fond of. Do you want? Do you, do you want to talk about them? Uh, yeah, if I wish, if you hadn't said Pam, this would have been my second choice character. I love that little cat, little Babu. <laughs> I love little Babu. He's brilliant. The fact that he will have a conversation, I think that just lends to Archer itself, is the fact that the cat, although it's grounded in reality to a certain extent, as much as it can be, it's spies and silliness, and the fact that Archer is still alive after drinking himself uh, constantly into a, an absolute stupor, uh, that the cat will have a conversation is, is just absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love it. Yeah, oh, he, he likes um, cats in general. I I would wager because he when they meet the tiger when they when they meet a tiger he, when he meets up with the rest of them he excitedly tells them, "Hey, we met a tiger." It it just so happens that the next sentence is, "He got murdered." He wasn't alive yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it 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 really kind of gives you uh, the tone can give you whiplash at some points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he he doesn't like dogs. There was a dog in the apartment one time, and he lost his temper. That was episode one, I believe, where he threatened uh, poor Woodhouse. Yes, with sand, and he doesn't know if they grain it, but if they do, of course, we got it. Right. So we spent a lot. We spent a lot of time, and we've kind of more just been discussing the tone. So we spent a lot of time talking about tone and and. Um, humor and what we would we would take from it but we haven't really um dug into specifics which i think is kind of by design we don't think it's something to mine for specifics mm. um so so but i think we're gonna get a bit more nitty-gritty when we go to the systemize section so is there anything else that you want to add to mechanize before we um systemize um just to really sort of summarize what we've been talking about just Remember the, the, the your, your plot points uh, and the little bits of, of seasoning that you want. Try and keep them and know where you want to put them. Don't try and shoehorn them in. Um, but yeah, just remember Archer's sort of the way it's written, uh, the running gags, the callbacks, uh, foreshadowing to a certain point, uh, the little catchphrases, the quips, the reader book, the phrasings. Um, and don't let you know. Don't let crude or lewd humor get uh, uh, get you down. It's it's part and parcel of it. You know, it's 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 touched upon and moved quickly away from the tone. Is is yeah, like I say, it gives you whiplash. So uh, don't be afraid to to kill a tiger if you need to. 
systemize. Right, my first thought, my the, the the first thing I immediately thought is this isn't really the the D&D the five finder as I call it kind of game. However, and we didn't put it in the we didn't in our kind of planning discussions and notes we didn't mention this, but I would I would like to do a Archer D&D game for one reason and one reason only. And that is when someone's health gets low, you can say they're in the danger zone. Get out. Get out. Cut. Cut. I quit. Okay, sorry. I apologize. Right. No, if you do that, I will not be playing in that game because that, no, just... just, (laughs) It's a reason that wasn't in the preamble and discussions beforehand. (laughs) I'm laughing now, but I'm only to humor you. That's... (laughs) You're, you're laughing because otherwise you'd cry. Cry, yeah. <laughs> you goon. Okay, but for real, um, yeah, I don't think a a game like D and D Pathfinder, the traditional hit points classes game, I don't think you'd. I don't think you'd get a. You could have an archer flavored uh, experience. But you wouldn't be actually getting an an archer experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Sound- you don't you you don't need mechanics. Um, you need something that can push a narration and a narrative along. It's it's more the social aspect and the talking. You know, the GM could immediately just adjudicate if a bullet goes astray or not. It doesn't matter. You know, you could insta kill people. That's how the real world works. Um, you need something whereby the character comes through as opposed to the character's actions, yeah. So that was my first thought. I thought what systems I wouldn't use rather than jumping to systems that I would use. Um, do you have any that you've that kind of come to mind that you think might work? There are so many different systems to try and go through them all to, to sort of... Um go through the process of elimination i it's it no there's too many for me so i just thought about what would best suit that uh modus operandi of following the narration and the narrative um and allowing your character to to grow and and show and shine um so i mean there's although i haven't played it i have read it because you you own this game tool um and i've quickly flicked through it so i mean it would probably need a bit of modification and whatnot, and because um, everything you buy is from the Acme company, you know, you could always have that quartermaster um, who wants everything done in triplicate, and he's behind his bulletproof screen. But that's pretty much the only. Oh, and the, the plot armor—that's pretty much the only sort of two uh, parallels that you could draw. So maybe you know, tune it of a certain extent because it does lend well to the silliness and, and everything of it all. Yeah, it's it as in as much as Archer is, uh, there is a certain level of grounding. Um, it's not the same as Looney Tunes. There, it, it is still animation, and it doesn't pretend it's not animation. There are so some times where it, um, particularly when um, injuries and the like are are done, they tend to be dealt with in a very cartoony way, though. Um, they do tend to be permanent, unlike a lot of cartoons. 
but uh yeah i think tune would be for if you want to lean into the the animation animated sitcom aspects i think if you, if those were the bits you wanted to really lean on i think tune would be good these um so yeah you're, you're looking at dealing with ridiculous scenarios and even more outlandish characters um maybe they're aware of the plot armor so i would say maybe fiasco because that that sort of is character based you the character are driving things along you can say outlandish things you can do outlandish things and um you sort of play along with it then. You you have a say, rather than reacting to what the GM is putting in front of you, you have a say in, in the nonsense and how you would react in that situation. And, and um, So yeah, I, I would say maybe Fiasco would be quite good. Yeah, um, I think Fiasco is a good choice. It's uh, it's very... It allows a lot of freedom. Uh, it, it The game itself implies a certain level of chaos and uh wackiness maybe maybe wackiness isn't the exact best word but it's it does lend itself it doesn't lend itself to reenacting shakespeare it's um i don't know if you've ever seen um it referred to as this but um uh i've seen fiasco be referred to as a coen brothers movie like as a game so like you know burn after reading or fargo all that kind of stuff yeah, I don't think I've heard it being referred to as that, unless you did and it just didn't st- stick with me. Um, but yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, there's no hard and fast stats. It can be tweaked and extended to encompass the whole story that you intend on putting out there, rather than the normal two or three scenes, halfway point, two or three scenes um, that the book sort of measures and, and hands out to you. And also, there's no hard and fast character generation with stats or anything. It's based off of affirmations. So you do have the fluidity to add something in, or, as most people are, be fickle and go against character sometimes, depending on how things and and the situation demands it. So, yeah, there is always that, I would say. It also um, has its gemless, so uh, everyone can get into the, the, the fun of uh because sometimes uh it shouldn't but i think sometimes people feel like the gm is uh separate to the rest of the table uh and fiasco does really get rid of that and i think in a comedy game the more you feel on the same level the better that's gonna go there's no two sides of it then that's right yeah um so what about yourself then what what are you thought because i would say Fiasco is probably my best foot forward. Do you have any other ideas? Okay, because um, I said that it didn't come, nothing came immediately to mind. What I did eventually remember is um, I backed on Kickstarter um, a game called Mission Accomplished, which is a well, the the creator um, basically upfront claims that it's inspired by Archer. Um, the art style is very much inspired by Archer. If uh, the writing at time isn't as ob- the the writing isn't as obvious, the writing is in spite the writing. You could I'm going to redo the art- artwork is very inspired by Archer. He could have got away with without saying the text was inspired by Archer because it's equally inspired by the things that inspired Archer. You know, 
uh, the Avengers, not not the Marvel thing, the sixties uh, show. Peel and um, the, the bowler hat John man. St- John Steed, I think, is his name. Steed Peel. Um, yeah, you know the man from Uncle Mission Mission Impossible again. The sixties, not the the latest uh, Tom Cruise films. Can catch uh, me, King Thoughts. Exactly. Though wrong episode because that we we've spent quite a bit of the episode kind of subtly ragging on on Family Guy. We can't we can't then quote them. I never said it wasn't good. It's just not the same. But yeah, the uh, so it's very kind of that weird kind of. 1960s but also somehow the future kind of thing um that kind of weird anachronistic time period um but basically it's very based on fiasco apart from it does have a gm type character it has um the mission control as they call it and the entire game uh, a session is is framed as a flashback to a mission that has been succeeded it's because it's called mission accomplished your mission you're always talking about a successful mission but it's always a mission that has succeeded basically in spite of your efforts really rather than because of them as in you know you you you're there and mission crawl is asking you you know why you and again this is where you can read the room there's some sort of ridiculous expense, you know, like you bought 80,000 bananas um, or, you know, 80,000 cock rings. You know, you, you can read the room and, and, and tailor it to your kind of level and um, what, what your group and, like we've said, the location you are, you can kind of hit your sweet spot. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's I, I've played Fiasco and therefore I definitely would recommend Fiasco. Mission accomplished because I've only read it and I've never played it. That would be a kind of more cautious recommendation. But the author does claim that it is, uh, you know, he claims it's based on Archer, so he thinks it it kind of helps create the Archer feel. So why not give it a go? It might it might be that you know he's already done he's already done done all the work of getting the Archerness into a table. Like a tabletop adventure, not table the abstract concept, not table the thing with four legs. Or the thing with column and rows in Excel. Um, yes, not that either. It's always a consideration then. So it's framed then as a debrief session uh, with mission control asking the questions to try and clarify how the team managed to fail upwards. Um, yeah. Is it done on individual sessions? As in, is it, say, for example, you on one side of the table? Is it done as an interrogation or one-on-one? Or is everyone in the room while this is happening and everyone interjects or interrupts or or, uh, has questions fired at them in sort of random ways rather than one person being questioned, question, question, and then move on, question, question, question to the same person? Uh, It it has rules like Fiasco where... Um, everyone is there, everyone can contribute, but it has rules about shifting the spotlight around. So, uh, again, I've, I've only read it and it's, it's, um, it's a while ago. Uh, it's generally that the, the questions will be shifted around, but if someone wants to hop in on someone else's question, it is encouraged, but there are um, 
when it is someone's spotlight moment, there are certain rules um, regarding what other people can or can't do. Like for basically, if uh, it's the spotlight person, they have final say whether something happened or not. Effectively, mm -hmm. so oh, okay, so, okay. So, so so someone else can chip in and go like, oh, and this happened. But it is ultimately whoever's got the spotlight decides and. Like Fiasco, there are rules as to how the spotlight moves around the table. So it doesn't become a, a, a pissing contest where, actually, it was a bazooka. No, it wasn't. It was a, it, it was a, an Abrams tank. No, it wasn't an Abrams tank. It was a Harrier jump jet. And things just escalate to the point where, of absurdity. It, because you are the final arbiter, you can say, no, actually, it was, it was a match, a match with a, with a, with a grenade. Sorry, bye-bye. Good night. Yeah, and it does have um, the mission control character, the GM type character, to who's also there to to kind of guide things in the right direction, oh, okay. despite also being a in in the Archer kind of um, parlance. Um, mission mission control is basically Mallory. Mm -hmm. um, so mission control has a part to play in this. They would be playing it up as Mallory. Then they they'd be in character as well. Yes, that that's probably the main thing that you would probably add because I believe the the mission control in the the game as written is quite um, uh, neutral. There there is a certain level of characterization to them, but they are ultimately a blank slate. So yeah, I think there would be you'd you'd, you'd have to think of ways of making the mission control character more like Mallory Archer. So we email him about that. He's Mister Trick. I'm guessing he might also be trying to avoid uh the, <laughs> okay yeah the direct old... comparison without the, license yeah the old lawsuits um is there anything else then is there any other i mean would fate would would fate sort of uh jump out at because it it has the that element of um playing a character and based off of affirmations and, and statements about your character and that's how it's played so do you think that Fate could be a forerunner as well. I think it would be good, but from our discussions, I would definitely put um, Fiasco or Mission Accomplished higher. But I would say if you have a group who need, because obviously you do um, Fate, uh, you do have stats as well to a certain extent. If you have a group who really, really want to have a character sheet with some stats and and things like that on it which obviously you don't have in fiasco or mission accomplished i would say fate is a, fate is a good option if if people have if you if if your game and it, you know you might be as a gm that you're only like running games with that kind of stuff maybe it's 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 a last minute idea someone's dropped out you need to pull something clean out of your ass You've listened to the Adventurize, which is all about pulling a plot out of your ass, but nobody around the table knows Fiasco, but everyone knows Fate. Could you step in and use Fate as a sort of a, a, a last minute? Although it may be a shoehorn, it, it could be a, a sort of a, a suitable plan B, is what you're suggesting. Yeah, I, I would say yes. It's not like D&D um, &D or Pathfinder type thing where my initial thought was, well, not that. It, it it doesn't have that. So yeah, if if it if it's your preferred um, RPG language, or like you say, you have the 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 time to fill, and and everyone knows how to play it. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely uh, that that I would give that the runner up award. Yeah. Okay. Bronze medal goes to Fate. Well done. Summarize.
okay so we've 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 talked um well we've talked a lot um and again like i i, keep, I, I don't know why i keep mentioning it people can listen they've heard it it's all on record but um there's a lot of specifics we haven't mentioned however uh it, it's more of a vague uh soup of of archery type ideas that you can make what you will of um so considering that it isn't that set in stone would you play what we've been discussing hell yeah oh definitely yeah i i, I mean i love archer we've already i'm not going to go full circle and and start doting and, and gushing over archer all over again i love archer to be able to play any character in it so you know as long as it's not cyril um then yeah i i would gladly play my biggest concern is that i would be too busy hogging the limelight just to soak in if not by osmosis as much archiness as i possibly can yeah i'd love it yeah i i pretty much there's not there's not much i can disagree with you on there um i also would really like to play an archer an archer type uh adventure and i think um that's also why ultimately i would go with fiasco mission or mission accomplished because they're games that manage they they have built-in ways to manage spotlight and i think yes because like like yourself if if you're playing i think as well if it's a group where you've got some massive archer fans and some who aren't so familiar the massive archer fans are going to want to pounce on every moment they're going to want to they're going to see how it's going and they're, they're going to want to be there all the time. So uh, I think with a proper, you know, with proper planning of the fiasco play kit or um, with a proper read of mission, mission accomplished and learn, knowing it a bit better than what I've actually been, uh, what I've actually described, you know, someone who's, who's actually read it and, you know, grokked it and got it in their head. Um, I think because they do manage spotlight, it would avoid that and the thing is that there's still so much when you're dealing with the, the kind of archer tone if you get it right it's so dense that everyone will it's unfortunate that it will be one of those things where everyone will get way more spotlight than they need but i don't think anyone will get as much spotlight as they actually want but a game that can spread it around i'd definitely be interested in playing because you are right you you uh, well, maybe uh, again. I, I'm not. It's not something you've expressed. But um, if I enjoy a game a lot, but I find out that someone was just sat there bored the whole time, it it does kind of take a little bit away from the enjoyment huh. afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely feel the same. Whether I'm a player or GM, more so if I'm a GM, because it's it's my game that's made that person bored. Um, yeah, it does. I, I I want people to enjoy themselves. I like I say, my biggest concern is hogging the limelight. Even if I was the 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 mission control character, I'd be trying my best to to make the jokes myself and hog that limelight. So I would really have to be on best behavior as much as I was on my worst behavior. Yeah, but like I said, I think that's why get a uh, a game, and I'm sure there's games out there that uh, you know I don't know about, you don't know about. Um, that also have ways of managing spotlight. I think games where spotlight is managed will turn this from something I really, really want to play. I think 
utilizing though that kind of game properly it'll be something everyone wants to play agreed yeah so yeah i, I let's let's give it a go can we play it after dance macabre please 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 crap i was trying to think of an archer line that would be relevant but <laughs> you ruined my outro i'd worked hard on that please uh <laughs> do, you, do you want do you want to ruin rod's outro because that's how you ruin rod's ruin outro. Rod. there we go well done <laughs> so that was our episode on Archer. hope you got some good ideas out of it so next time you need something that inspires you you won't just theorize but adventurize and if you do please let us know um all the social links to socials found in the show notes and we'll catch you next time